If you're a radical leftist, chances are you'll be giving a commencement address at a major university, while conservatives are shut out. Republican Governor Larry Hogan blasts Florida's new education law, plus former President Donald Trump rallies supporters in Michigan. All that and more, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the state of America's colleges and universities because we all know what's going on. The media and left-wing elites try to say that there's no bias, that these institutions of higher learning are diverse, welcoming, and inclusive. As my daughter says, we all know that's a fat whatevs. Time and time again, conservatives are shunned followed, threatened, and certainly not given equal standing in classrooms or clubs or student offices. And I'm talking about the students, those who dare to identify as conservatives. But then there's the other side, those who influence the students. When some college groups try to bring a conservative speaker on campus, the radical left goes nuts. They claim that a speaker's words or ideas can cause actual physical harm. They can't. It's called debate and discourse. But rather than do that, the left threatens and at times implements actual violence. All the while, left-wing administrators claim that they run a fair ship. Well, let's take a look. We are coming up on graduation time. So that means caps and gowns and commencement speakers. Who will be speaking at America's elite universities this May? One hint, it won't be conservatives. Here's the story. America's elite Ivy League universities won't feature any conservative commencement speakers when they return this spring to in-person graduations for the first time in two years. And while high-profile Republican politicians have spoken at graduations in the past, including former President George W. Bush at Southern Methodist University in 2015, they have since been relegated to small conservative and private Christian colleges. None of the nation's eight Ivy League universities Harvard, Princeton, Yale, Columbia, Pennsylvania, Cornell, Brown, and Dartmouth has invited any conservative to speak as they return from pandemic-driven virtual ceremonies. Eight schools, probably multiple graduation ceremonies at each school, and zero conservative speakers. None. And this is where ideas and discussions are formed? Isn't college supposed to be where all ideas receive attention so that we can learn and formulate our own opinions? Maybe once, but now America's colleges and universities have become indoctrination centers filled with studies on white privilege, critical race theory, a million genders, safe spaces, segregated graduations, and more. Oh, these places love their diversity of color or diversity of sexuality or diversity of race, just no diversity of thought. And diversity of thought is the most important aspect that these places should be presenting. Here's more. Ivy League students graduate into a world knowing little of the other side of the great arguments that characterize our age, said Peter Wood, president of the Conservative National Association of Scholars. And what little they do know is filtered through the indifference and hostility of the proponents of progressive ideology, added Mr. Wood, a former associate provost at Boston University. Only one conservative speaker was invited last year to give a graduation speech at any of the top 100 colleges 
ranked by U.S. News and World Report. According to a study by the conservative campus advocacy group, Young America's Foundation, the group said 37 liberals, including television host Oprah Winfrey and musician John Legend, gave commencement speeches at top colleges in 2021. So who's speaking this year? Well, Yale will be hosting the Biden administration's Rachel Levine, who is a guy who was named USA Today's Woman of the Year. Left-wing filmmaker Ken Burns, he'll speak at the University of Pennsylvania. Gina McCarthy, who served in the Obama administration, will be speaking at Columbia. On the Republican side, former Vice President Mike Pence, he'll speak at Columbia International University, which is a private Christian school in South Carolina. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin is set to speak at Regent University, a private Christian school in Virginia Beach. You get the idea. While the left tries to paint themselves as so diverse and welcoming, their actions are anything but. All I can say is that on the public, state-funded school side, we as taxpayers need to demand that higher education gets back to the business of education, not left-wing advocacy. All right, next let's talk about some interesting fallout from Florida's new education law. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search out my name, Hit that subscribe button. Make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next we have Republican Maryland Governor Larry Hogan, who recently had some interesting comments regarding Florida's new election law, HB 1557, also known as the Parental Rights in Education Law. As we covered on a previous show, this is the law that has Disney executives in a meltdown. Disney, the company that is supposed to be about wholesome entertainment and values for children, is up in arms because Florida's new law prevents the teaching of sexual orientation and gender identity in schools for children in the third grade and younger. In other words, schools can't get into the business of sexualizing young children. Those discussions, if they are had at all at that age, are to be handled by parents. That's the law. And yet Disney and far-left activists are up in arms. As it turns out, so is Maryland's Republican governor. Just one problem. He hasn't even read the law. But as we've seen from numerous politicians, that doesn't stop him from commenting on it. First, here's the question posed to him on CNN's State of the Union program. Your fellow Republican governor, DeSantis in Florida, he suggested that he will retaliate against Disney after it criticized Florida's so-called Don't Say Gay bill, which bans certain instruction about sexual orientation and gender identity in the classroom. What's your reaction to that? And then more broadly, what do you make of that legislation? First of all, just look at how this question is presented. The law is called the Parental Rights in Education Law. Does she say that? No. Instead, it's the left-wing don't say gay wording. In addition, when describing the law, she leaves out one crucial piece of information, the whole focus of the law and that it applies to children in the third grade and younger. But that's CNN. Here's Hogan's response. Well, I didn't, law, I I didn't really actually see the details of the legislation, but the whole, the whole thing seems like uh, just a you know, crazy fight. Uh, I'm not sure. It's, it concerns me that DeSantis is always talking about, uh, you know, he was not, not demanding that businesses do things, but he was you know, telling the cruise lines what they had to do. He was telling local schools what they had, mandating, and now he's... He wants to criticize Disney for expressing, you know, how they feel about that uh, that bill. I mean, they have every right to it. We have a 
thing called freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this governor goes on CNN and he hasn't even read the bill or he hasn't at least had a staffer brief him on the bill. He says nothing substantive about it. He just criticizes Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for criticizing Disney. Yet in the next sentence, he says it's okay for Disney to criticize the law because we have something called freedom of speech. Okay, so doesn't that give DeSantis the right to criticize too? Or is freedom of speech only allowed if you're some left-wing company pushing sexual discussions on children? Hogan then ends with this. I think the, the bill was kind of absurd uh, and uh, not something that would have happened in our state. Can someone please tell me how this bill is absurd? A poll released last week from Public Opinion Strategies found that 61% of registered voters in America support the language in the bill. This includes majorities of Republicans, independents, and Democrats. The only ones getting upset are left-wing members of the media and woke corporations like Disney, and apparently people like Larry Hogan. All right, next let's talk about former President Donald Trump after a word from our sponsor. I wanna tell you about my friends over at World Fair. If you have a photo of your childhood home, your favorite travel spot, your hometown football stadium, whatever it is, World Fair takes that photo and turns it into a hand-drawn work of art. These sketches make great gifts, moving announcement cards, invitations, and more. So many possibilities that World Fair can do for you. And all you need is a photo. Just use the link in the description and use coupon code BOBBY13 for 10% off your next purchase. Next, former President Trump was in Washington Township, Michigan this past weekend to rally supporters and call out the failed policies of Joe Biden and the Democrats. It's truly disheartening to see how much damage can be done by the Biden administration and its allies in Congress and the media in such a short period of time. Issue after issue, Biden has failed and he has lost the American people in the process. It's just not the policies. In Biden, we have someone who projects weakness, indecisiveness, and incoherence, and yet the media still cover for him. Here's Trump on Biden's nonstop gaffes and misstatements. Then he says, this is a beautiful Sunday afternoon to be with. No, 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 this is Saturday. (laughs) If I ever made a mistake like that, they'd say he should get out of office immediately. But Biden used to make it all the time. He still does, actually. They corrupt. How about he makes a press conference and they always have like four corrections. No, he didn't mean that. He didn't mean what he said. He didn't mean any of it. Actually, it's very insulting, though. You know, you're the president on all these people that half of them didn't have a job a year and a half ago, and they're correcting everything he says. Actually, they'd be better off if they just left it. It would probably be better off. Trump does have a point. The Biden staffers and advisors could save themselves a lot of headaches by just stopping with the corrections. It hasn't taken the American people long to figure out that Biden doesn't know what he's saying and he doesn't know what he's doing. They have tuned out. They are ready for new leadership in Congress and new leadership in the White House. During the rally, Trump also railed against the rising energy costs being felt by Americans across the country. We have liquid gold under our own feet, and we're dealing with Venezuela, a far cry from the Trump administration where we were energy independent for the first time in the history of our country. 
That was a year and a half ago. Seems like a long time ago, but we were energy independent. We were selling oil to other countries. We were making an absolute fortune. And you remember when, not so long ago, a year and a half ago, $1.87 a gallon. Remember that? Now, the national average is well above $4 per gallon, with many areas around the country seeing $5 per gallon. But hey, Joe Biden says, let them buy electric cars so they can all save on a little bit of gas. It's just ridiculous. And then there was my favorite portion of Trump's speech when he talked about the issues and problems and threats facing the country, but noted correctly that the main focus of our conservative efforts has to be on the what's going on within our country against the forces trying to tear America apart. Together we're standing up against some of the most sinister forces, entrenched interests, and vicious opponents our people have ever seen or our country has ever seen. Despite all you are hearing and seeing of China and Russia and Iran and others, our biggest danger is not from outside coming in. Our biggest danger is from the sick and radical politicians that are knowingly or unknowingly wanting to destroy our country. Think about it. Open borders, lockdowns and mask mandates, forced vaccinations, leaving Americans behind, ending our energy independence, critical race theory, defund the police. Democrats have given us rising crime, traumatized children, and a crisis of epic proportions at our southern border. That's what we're up against. All right, next let's talk about Joe Biden and yet another fresh incident of him not knowing what's going on. Early Sunday, six people were killed by multiple shooters in Sacramento. Here's some of the details. Police noted there were multiple gunmen involved in the shooting and the incident was preceded by a fight. CNN quoted Sacramento Police Chief Kathy Lester saying, we know that a large fight took place just prior to the shootings and we have confirmed that there are multiple shooters. KCRA points out that police recovered a stolen gun at the scene of the shooting. Because of this incident, Biden used it as an opportunity to speak out and offer some so-called solutions to the problem. Joe Biden, ban ghost guns, require background checks for all gun sales, ban assault weapons and high capacity magazines, repeal gun manufacturers' immunity from liability, pass my budget proposal, which would give cities more of the funding they need to fund the police and fund the crime prevention and intervention strategies that can make our cities safer. These are just a few of the steps Congress urgently needs to take to save lives. That's Biden's plan. That's what needs to be done to prevent shootings like this one in Sacramento. Oh, wait, just one problem. California already bans ghost guns. California has required background checks for all gun sales since the 1990s. California has banned assault weapons since the 1990s. California bans high-capacity magazines. Governor Gavin Newsom is pushing to allow private citizens to sue gun makers. So much for Biden's grand plan to end gun violence. In addition, as reported by Breitbart News, California also has a red flag law, gun registration requirements, a 10-day waiting period on gun purchases, a good cause requirement to carry a permit, a ban on campus carry, a ban on teacher carry, gun purchasing limits, and a background check for acquiring ammunition. None of those measures 
addresses the culture of violence that leads bad people to do bad things, whether it's with a gun, a knife, a car, or something else. Address the culture, and maybe we can actually solve the problem. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show is going to be Wednesday evening at the usual time, 6.30 p.m. Central. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.